Bring out the dip. Get him to sleep. And I guess you just have to go wake him up now, won't you? going on folks what's going on peeps how's it going how's it doing how is it shaking out there in podcast land back this up just a little bit so you can see my shirt this is uh edisto why am i i look like i got scoliosis or something over here edisto blackwater boogie if you don't know maybe next year you'll know you know because uh hopefully you're gonna get your ass there and uh, you're going to boogie with us next year, you know. Uh, when is the boogie next year? Well, the boogie next year is the 27th, 28th, and 29th of October in the year 2023 of our Lord. So make sure you uh, mark that on your calendars now. I don't think anything is available yet. You know, a lot of things could happen. Things are up in the air. We're not going to start producing tickets and shit yet, right? Uh, we got to put the whole thing together first to make sure all the players are in place and. Uh, that nothing catastrophic happens over the next year. But, man, what, what a good time. I mean, there was 40-plus bands over there. Um, I went Friday. I went Saturday. I did not go Sunday. I was uh, I was just beat. I was worn out. Um, Friday, hung out. Uh, uh, I think I got there maybe at 5 o'clock. I think things started at 5.30 or 6. I can't remember. You know, there's too many things to remember nowadays. <laughs> My brain is full. It's full of uh, crap is what it's full of. But not feeling too well, guys. Um, I haven't been feeling well um, past couple weeks or so. I don't know. I got a real bad sinus congestion going on, uh, sinusitis, um, headache. Just uh, I feel hot all the time. I don't know. Who knows what's going on? But. Could be worse. I could be could be dead. I guess. I don't know. Would that be worse or would that be better? I guess you wouldn't. I wouldn't be feeling anything, and I wouldn't even know anything, unless I'm wrong about God, and then then it could be a lot worse. I guess <laughs> if you believe all the stories, and uh, I think that's what they are—stories. But we won't get into that whole thing. But yes, I went to the boogie. Um, I didn't get a chance to to film and, and video everybody. I got some of the main players that I wanted to get. Uh, I didn't get as many new people that I didn't know as I wanted to, but I'm only one man. I'm one guy, you know, I'm, I'm walking around with, uh, with my equipment, with my tripod over here, my phones. Um, I'm carrying a beer around with me. Rusty Bull was the, uh, was the brewery out there, had three beers on tap, had a, had a lager. Um, well, they have a lager, they had a pale ale, and they had a, an IPA, a hazy IPA. So, 
some good beer out there. It was pretty much all gone by the time Sunday rolled around. I think they maybe had one beer left, if that. Uh, they had some other things out there too, some wine and some seltzers and a can and some things like that that you could get. Poorly Grounded was out there. They were a, <clears throat> a coffee conglomerate, coffee on wheels. Uh, Mr. Chris Rinkin and his wife, Lori, kind of run that thing. I think Chris does most of the stuff with it, but um, oh man, I just had a drip. Um, I, <laughs> I was out here last night and I had just everything open, all the windows open. I had my hatch open up here, uh, skylight and uh, was feeling good last night man it's good weather it's starting to cool down a little bit and <clears throat> i left everything open didn't know it was going to rain today and rained pretty hard for about 10 minutes so i'm sitting on a towel here on on the couch and uh, i'm still getting a few drips from the screen here as uh, some water still kind of drips down that got into the trailer not big i mean like i said 10 minutes worth the hatch wasn't completely open it was about a, a 45 degree angle so um, a lot of the rain missed the hole i guess you could say which sucks you know it sucks when you miss the hole but sometimes that happens you know sometimes it happens uh so the boogie so i got uh, got a few good videos from friday and then uh, woke up got back out there again on saturday got some good videos stayed the entire day on saturday well, actually i left a little bit early after the mike friend band played because uh clemson tigers were playing that evening so i wanted to make sure i saw that and then i didn't go back out on sunday i was just worn out sunday started early and uh, it was only going to like two o'clock and I, I wouldn't even want to get out there until like one o'clock so i would have missed pretty much everybody so i just said screw it i did get back out there again on tuesday and uh, help mr uh, dan riley tidy up a couple things and, and return uh, a couple rental lights that he had rented for, you know to light up the, the park there at night is a give give Ann's Ferry State Park is where it's where it was where it's been all, right off the Yedisto so it's going to be there again next year as well and all the money goes to you know it's a nonprofit that puts this thing on so all the money goes back to the parks and it goes to a couple other things around town as well uh, the musicians of course that played uh, the vendors made their own money but it's a good time if you if if you haven't been before this is the third annual that they've done it not in a row but the, the third one they've done so this will be the fourth coming up if you haven't if you haven't gone i, I highly recommend it hopefully it's going to be even bigger and better uh this coming year than it was this past and, and if, if that's possible it's going to be fantastic highly recommend it and i would get your tickets early get your camp spots early because they go quickly especially the rv spots and those type things so um got a fan over here blowing on me guys like i do sometimes because it's just it's hot you know I can never remember if if I've asked this or if anybody has told me, but is this pa is this fan pink? I can't tell. I think it is. Doesn't matter. I'm just asking. But it's down here, kind of keeping me a little bit cool. Uh, not drinking a beer tonight. I'm just I'm kind of on top of the sinus thing. I've just had a real bad um, indigestion. I've had just a real bad uh, GERD going on. Um, Anytime I eat something, or almost even if I don't, if, if I just drink water or coffee or whatever, I feel like everything is just sitting right here at the top of my, or the bottom of my throat, just about ready to, to regurgitate, you know, into the mouth. <laughs> if that, if, uh, you know, if that appetizes you. So just continuously um, up to here on my, on my GI tract and just stuffy, sneezing all the time, 
uh, red-faced, blowing my nose just 20 times a day. Oh, my goodness. It's a rough life, you know. It's rough. Out here in the trailer, couldn't really figure out where I wanted to do this thing. We're going to do another show this week, hopefully, if things go as planned. Um, maybe a, a slight monkey wrench and some things that could postpone things. But originally the plan was this week I wasn't doing anything uh, appointment-wise or music-wise or uh, medical appointments, any of those things. So we were going to try and get together with Mr. Paul Stone and his lovely bride, uh, Deborah, Deb Deb. We're going to get together at, at their place and go up into Paul's studio and uh, try and put together a little couples podcast, my first ever first ever couples podcast. Um, we've had people on, you know, double, two people at a time before we had Brian Cox and uh, Ben Banky, you know, with Oak Road Brewing Company. We had Scotty Oliver and uh, Tommy Altair from Blue Sphere. Um, I think I did one with Gord, Mr. Gordon Peters and Dennis Essenbacher. I think actually Tommy came in and out on that one too. So we actually had three people. What, who else have we done doubles with? Uh, uh, Paul Pietrofesso and Fleming Moore had been on together. And of course, you know, when, when uh, what's what's that guy's name? With, Kay, with Caleb Quire, Quirey and I were together doing the podcast. Of course, there was three people in the studio at that point. So we've done done threes before, but I've never had a couple on. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, it might be called the divorce episode because after the episode is over, things might just kind of go sideways, you know, or go south. I guess they wouldn't go sideways. They'd go south. Up front here, guys, was uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, the Pulp Fiction theme uh, It's called Bring Out the Gimp slash Comanche. And the reason I played that is twofold. Uh, one, damn, it's got another drip, another drip on me from the, the thing up here. Number one, Paul and I, Paul and Deb and I have been, uh, we talk always about, somehow Pulp Fiction comes up in every conversation we have at Lowe's Foods when we're up there at the beer den drinking a beer. But, um, so I thought it would be fun to, to have that. But also, uh, the podcast I'm doing today, I, you know, I wanted to discuss a couple of things, uh, Blackwater Boogie and how that went, upcoming shows, what have you, all this regular stuff. But this is going to be, I'd put out on Facebook and Instagram that I was going to do another river tale or a story from the Mississippi. So I put that together and this one's going to be called probably the Comanche episode. Might be some other name. I don't know. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but it's going to be about Comanche, Iowa. The only thing is Comanche, the actual town of Comanche, Iowa is not spelled Comanche like it is on the song. C-O-M-A-N-C-H-E. It's actually... C-A-M-A-N-C-H-E, Iowa. So, so I was trying to find a song that kind of went with Comanche that came up. And I said, well, that, that, that'll work. I'll probably get hit, you know, of course, obviously with a copyright claim, as I always do. But no big deal. Uh, I think only, you know, this is going to be the show once, I don't know, 197, I think this show might be. We're getting close to 200 people, guys, girls, ladies and gentlemen kids um the fuck was i just saying uh <laughs> what was i just saying comanche i don't know what the fuck i was just saying but anyway i'm going to tell another story from the mississippi river and i figured that song would just
kind of fit it. I couldn't find one that was spelled the exact same way. So, so where is Comanche? Let's take a look here. Let's get into some, some Google Maps that I pulled up. So Comanche, Iowa, if you look at it, uh, we'll pull this down. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to see any of that. God, quit giving me all kind of stuff over here. So this is Comanche, right? Comanche is, is right here. Uh, right now it's 41 degrees. And we're going to zoom in. So you can see we're at right here on the, on the uh, Mississippi River. This portion of the Mississippi River, we actually split Iowa and Illinois. So Illinois is on one side of the river on the left side if you're going downriver. And Iowa is on the right side. Uh, so Comanche is right here. Um, I'm going to see if I can get it zoomed in here. So what happened was uh, Willie and I were still together at this point. Willie hadn't left the group yet. And um, we were coming down. I don't know. It's, it's probably 9 o'clock or so in the morning. I, I, said to, I said to Willie, I said, you know what? I said, I think I'm going to find uh, a place to stop on the side of the river and get some lunch today. I didn't feel like eating my lunch out of my, out of my cooler on the side of the river this day. I said, fuck it. You know, I'm going to find a, a, a place to, to stay. So I started looking on Google Maps and I found the town of Comanche. Looked like it uh, was pretty good access off the river. Um, so originally, when I started looking at it, come on, man. I was going to pull through here. There's a, there's a marina right here. I was going to come down river. I was going to pull in right here and hit the town. I actually, and Willie said he wasn't interested in stopping. He was just going to keep pushing on. You know, Tom Crunch Willie, he was in a hurry to get to the end because he had some appointments that he had scheduled that he uh, really shouldn't have, but that's another story for another day. So we come pulling around. I was gonna pull into here. Once I pulled by here, I didn't really like the landing right there. So I said, let me go up a little bit more. And I saw this little spot right here. I said, oh, I could get in there. I didn't really care for the ramp or anything there. Wasn't really a ramp actually on this side. So I said, shit, I'm not really digging any of it. And I'd already looked on the map um, to see where I wanted to go. And it was a place called let me pull my notes up here. It was a place called Jersey's is where I was trying to go. That's what I had in my head. And it was supposed to open at 11 o'clock. So I came pulling through and I, I missed those two spots. And I said, God damn it. I said, I bet you, I bet you that's it. I bet you there's nowhere else I can get off the river and get into this town uh, without it being a real pain in the ass. So I started looking. Let me pull up. Uh, where's my satellite view? Hold on layers let's go satellite view so if i zoom in here so if you can see this chicago state park right here right right here where we're looking at off of the the right right there at, God damn! I don't know if you can really see it here. I'm gonna try. And, I'm trying to zoom in as far as I can. So I pulled up right here on this little sandbar, and there was a bunch of rock right here, sand. You know, a nice little landing, and there was a stairwell. Uh, I had a stairwell. I had a fence up here at the top of the stairwell going into the Chicago uh, State Park, Chicago Street Park. I guess that's what it's called. I don't know because I don't see a Chicago Street right here, so I don't know what the name of the park is for or what it's named after, but there's a stairwell right here. So I pulled up. Uh, Willie went by sometime after me. He was a, a little bit behind me, but 
I pulled in and I said to myself, okay, self, if you pull in here and you get to the top of these stairs and this gate is locked, if you can't get through that gate, then I'll get back in my canoe and I'll just continue on uh, to wherever the, the uh, camp spot was that night or that evening, that ap late afternoon. Um, if it's open, then I'm going to go in and have some lunch. So I, I, I pull up. Um, I left all my stuff in the boat there. I said, ah, it's going to be fine. I pull up. <clears throat> I go up to the top of the stairs. The gate's open. So I said, all right. I walk back down to the boat. I got my electronics bag because I really did need to, uh, to, to charge some stuff and get some juice. And uh, what else did I get? I think I got a, my bottle of water. And um, I think that was about it. Maybe some sunglasses. I don't know. And uh, got up and walked into town. First thing I did was I said, well, I've got to find, um, let's see if I can find it on the map here. What street was it on? I think it was on 3rd Street. It was off of Washington, actually. Where the hell is it? I don't know. I didn't pull this up on the computer earlier. I pulled it up just on my phone. So I'm a little disoriented right now. But I pull, I walk through the, the park. I go up 7th Avenue. Um, I think I went down 3rd Street, maybe. There was a park right over here. And it was only like 1045. Um, it was only 1045 at that point. So I had about 15 minutes to kill before I got to Jersey's, which is where I was going to eat some lunch. And, uh, you know, I figured I'd have a beer, get a burger, whatever. So the park was there. Uh, they had a porta potty, so I used the restroom. And then inside this little gazebo that they had there at the park, they had a, a power station, you know, with a couple outlets. So I plugged in my stuff, got my phone, kind of recharged, sat there, searched the internet, uh, chit chatted with a few people while I was on a break. And I said, once 11 o'clock rolls around, I'll start walking and, and uh, get down to Jersey. So, you know, it's like seven blocks I think I had to walk, um, is what I had calculated before I even pulled in. So I get in, uh, 11 o'clock rolls around, I gather all my stuff, put all my electronics back in my bag and start walking down to Jersey's. I walk up, there's a food truck kind of parked um, catty corner to the building there. And I walk up to the building, go to open the door, door doesn't open, it's locked. I look at my watch, I said, okay, it's, it's after 11, it's like 10 after 11 now. I uh, went back on my phone, looked back on Google again, looked up restaurants near me and said Jersey, said it opens at 11, or said it was open at that point, you know, according to Google. And uh, nothing. So I walk around the side of the building, uh, I look in some windows, there's no lights on, nothing's, you know, nobody's in there for sure. I knock on the, I'll knock on the door, nothing. I start walking away from the building. I said, you know what, let me just call them. So I pull Google back up, I hit the button to call them. It, um... I believe it went to voicemail. I can't remember if it went to voicemail or not. It either kept ringing or it went to voicemail. I can't remember. Nothing. Nobody answered. So I said, fuck. So I start walking back the opposite direction. I was going to go find somewhere else to go. And um, I walked by the uh, food truck there. And I said, hey, I said, can I ask you a question? I said, this building right here behind you, uh, Jersey's, uh, you know, internet said it was supposed to be open at 11 o'clock, but nobody's in there. And, and it was a lady there at the food truck and she said oh nobody's in there yeah they they should be open um i don't know maybe maybe they don't open till noon today i can't remember what uh what day of the week this was and i said all right well i'll, I'll check back at noon and i looked at my the google maps and I, I saw another place down the road which was called uh 
poorhouse poorhouse tap is what it was called. Let me go back to my layers here. So the poorhouse tap, let me pull that up. Poorhouse tap. So if I go back to my map here, here's Jersey's right down here. And then Poorhouse Tap is right up South, South Washington Boulevard, right over here. It's supposed to be a tap house, you know, hence the name. I went the back way. I, I kind of went down uh, 10th Street here. I came up uh, 4th Avenue, came back around. There's a big cemetery right here. So I kind of walked through the cemetery a little bit. And then I got, I walked over here to the Poorhouse. Walk into the Poorhouse, there's like three people in there. They look like... Um, they were all construction workers of some sort. They all had, you know, some kind of a uh, reflective uh, outfit on or vest or jacket or what have you. Um, I look at the, uh, I think they, I think they only had one tap, if I remember correctly. They might've had two or three and only one was working or something. I don't know, but it was a, uh, it was a wheat beer. I can't remember who the beer was by. They didn't serve any food. They had like one crappy beer on tap. Um, I think you could obviously get Bud Light and, you know, Coors Light bottles if you wanted to, maybe a Mick Ultra or something. I don't know, but wasn't a whole lot going on in there. Um, I think they had a TV and the, the screen, the color on it was, uh, looked like the, the TV must have been a thousand years old and had been sitting out the sun in the sun forever and just ruined the, the picture on it. I drank my beer. It was about, 10 minutes to 12 and I said, all right, I said, I'm getting back on the road here. So I paid my bill, walked back down the street, went back down to Jersey's. It's now open. I walk inside. Uh, I sit at the bar. Actually, I went to the corner of the, of the, uh, the place. When I first walked in the door, I went to the right, went to the corner. There was an outlet over there. So I went and plugged in all my stuff to, to continue charging. And I, I went to the bar and the uh, lady said, can I help you? I said, yes, I was just going to get a drink and something to eat. And she said, well, that's, um, uh, that's two separate transactions because our kitchen is separate than from the, from the restaurant or from the bar. And I said, that's fine. I said, I can pay two different bills. <laughs> it's not a big deal. I just, I'm thirsty and I want to get something to eat. Okay. Well, if you want to get something to eat, uh, we serve the food from our food truck out front. Uh, you can either go out and order, or I can take your order, or you can, you can call it, call them and order, however you want to do it. And I said, the food truck is part of the, part of the, 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 this establishment. And she said, yeah. And I said, okay, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I went to the food truck pre prior to coming in around 11 o'clock when you guys were supposed to, supposedly supposed to open. And the person out front didn't seem to know what was going on. Like, like y'all weren't a part of each other, but apparently they are. So the food truck is uh, T TJ's, I think. Did I write that down? Yeah. TJ's food truck. God damn it. I hate when I do that. When I, I go over to the map and I, I'm sitting here talking to you the rest of the time. And I just got the map showing, but sound like, wow. I said, y'all, you know, you guys need to get it together. I didn't say that, you know, I wasn't going to be rude to them, but I, I just, I just wanted to relax and get off the river really. So I got me a beer. I think they had an IPA on tap of some sort. I ordered uh, a burger, uh, went out to the food truck and picked it up. And, uh, when I went out to the food truck, uh, the guy was working now. The, the lady was no longer there. The guy that owned the thing, TJ's, apparently he owns uh, both jerseys and the food truck, which is, again, why it was weird to me. But but he's like, yeah, if you're going to be in town for a little... I told him what I was doing, and he's like, oh, cool, man. Well, if you're going to be in town for a little bit, 
on your way out, if you go back to the park where your where your your boat is, um, right around the corner from there, about a block over, is a place called Hides Inn. He said you, you ought to stop by there on your way out. They got a good good happy hour and they got a good beer selection and things like that. So I said okay. I said I might do that on my way out. It's right there, uh, close to the park, so that'd be convenient. So I had a couple beers there, had my burger, and then I walked back out. I think I went to the park one more time, sat there for a minute and did some more charging and just kind of enjoyed the weather. And then I started walking out, slide into, uh, and my plan was the whole time was just eat some lunch, get back on the river and, and meet the guys down, down river. Um, 12 o'clock goes by, one o'clock goes by, one thirty goes by, two o'clock, you know, I'm still saying to myself, okay, I still have time because, you know, sunset wasn't until, um, I don't know, 7-ish, 7.30, something like that. So I still had plenty of time before sunset. I think it might have been around 7. I don't know. So I say to myself, <laughs> self, uh, you have time to go to the Hides Inn and have a couple more drinks before you get back on the river. Why not? You're hanging out in Comanche. You're having a good time. I get to Coman I get to, to the Hides Inn. Their happy hour starts at 3. I didn't realize that. Um, I knew there was a happy hour because because uh, TJ had told me. I probably got in there about two forty-five. I go back to the bathroom. I clean up a little bit. Order me a beer. Sit down at the bar. I, I get a, a a thing of uh, popcorn as I'm coming out the bathroom. There's a popcorn machine there, so I get some popcorn. Sit down, order a beer, and I start talking with the bartender. Uh, Love the bartender, Rhonda. She actually followed me after that on Facebook and followed the rest of the journey down. And congratulated me at the end of the end of the journey. But so I get in there and I, I explain to her what's going on and hey, I'm I'm coming going down the river and that's that's why I kind of maybe smell a little bit. And I got these I got these nasty clothes on. I'm a little wet. Uh, maybe not at that point because I dried off. You know, I'd been there for about three hours already. So she's all yeah, and it was just me and one person. It was one other person at the bar. And she said, yeah, uh, you know, it's a small town, but this is uh, this is kind of a fun place here. Uh, it's going to get packed at happy hour. And I said, when is happy hour? She said, 3 o'clock. I said, okay. Well, TJ down at the food truck in Jersey's that recommended I come down here. I said, and you're telling me it's busy? And I want to say it was, it was either Monday or Wednesday is what I remember. And I said, you're saying it's going to be busy for happy hour. She said, oh, yeah, it's going to be busy. And the town, if you can see when I pulled this thing up earlier, uh, if I go back into... Comanche, it says, uh, Comanche is a city in Clinton County, Iowa, on the Mississippi River. The population was 4,570 at the time of the 2020 census. And I want to say that uh, this, this lady, bartender Rhonda, uh, gave me a number even less than that when I was there. So I think they might have lost some people, you know, during the pandemic or whatever. Um, just in general, maybe factory shut down. I don't know. But it, apparently it's a real small town. Super small. I swear, at 5.59 this day, <laughs> I think the whole, everybody in the whole town came in to, to Hyde's Inn. So, place is packed. All of a sudden, about 3.15, 3.20-ish, TJ walks in. I'm sitting toward the end of the bar. Uh, there's a little L, you know, at, 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 at a couple seats away from me on the other side, on the far side of the bar. Um, TJ walks in, the guy from the food truck. He walks in and he says, hey, he walks up, shakes my hand. Hey, glad to, good to see you here, man. Good, good to see you. Took my suggestion. He goes, sits at the end of the bar and he tells the bartender, 
um, and everybody else within shouting range that I'm a, a combat veteran and I'm doing the entire Mississippi River. And Ron is like, yeah, he's already talked to me about it and we've been, we've been having a good, good conversation about it. For the next hour and a half, I think I stayed there until about 4.30, close to 5 o'clock. Everybody that walked into the bar, of course, TJ knew everybody. It's a small town. Everybody that walked into the bar, TJ would say, hey, Joe, come over here. This is Brian. He's a combat veteran. He's paddling the Mississippi River. Buy him a beer. Hey, Steve, this is Brian. He's paddling the Mississippi River. He's a combat veteran. Why don't you buy him a beer? Every single person that came in, <laughs> TJ told them that I was a veteran and to buy me a beer. And guess what? Everybody that came in that got told that story bought me a beer. So I'm just drinking like a fish in here. I'm drinking, I, I don't know, I probably had five, six beers plus the one or the two at, at, at the poor house and then two more at Jersey's. I'm 10 beers in at this point already. I'm texting back and forth to guys. I'm saying, yeah, I'm just, I'm having a couple of beers. I'm hanging out with some of the locals. I'm having a good time. I'm going to get there eventually. Willie eventually hits me up around four and says, hey man, you better check the weather. Uh, there's a bad storm coming through. You might be better off just staying where you're at. So I pull up my weather app and I'm looking at Google Maps and I'm looking at everything and just trying to ascertain the, the weather situation. And he was absolutely right. There was a storm, a brewing. I, I went out and opened the door for a second, just kind of looked. The wind was picking up, clouds were rolling in. And I looked at the, you know, when this weather was going to start coming in and how much further I had to go to catch up with these guys. And I said, you know, I think you're right, Willie. I think I'm just going to hang out here. I'll stay the night and uh, not a big deal. I'll catch up with you guys. I've done it before. Uh, this might have been the first time I had done it that I had left the group. I think I left the group like three times. I think this maybe was the first time. I don't know. So I wrap it up there. I, I, I drink my final beer or whatever. I stumble out the door. These guys didn't give a crap. I told them, I said, I'm just walking down a couple blocks to the park. I'm going to grab my, my camping stuff out of my boat and I'm going to, I'm just going to pitch a tent. None of these guys, as many, uh, all these beers and all the camaraderie and all the fun we were having and conversations we were having and beers we were drinking and, and just partying down, none of these people offered me a place to stay. <laughs> none of, I mean, the Hyde's Inn, guess what? It's an actual inn that's got rooms in it. I mean, uh, somebody could have offered me a room. It seems like TJ knew everybody in town. He might have been the mayor, the fucking governor. I don't goddamn know. Um, but I wish somebody would have offered me a place to stay. But needless to say they did not i uh left there i stumbled down the road it started just barely sprinkling as i was i was going down the road didn't pour down on me yet and I, I made sure of that you know i looked at the weather app and said okay i've got this much time to to sit here and have a few drinks and then i've got i've got to get going to get camp set up um to make sure i miss the rain so whew, i didn't realize how many drinks i'd had until i started walking down the street i got to the camp uh, to the park there, to the Chicago uh, Street Park. The concrete steps down to, to the river were probably easily 30 steps, I guess. So I stumbled down the steps. Luckily, did not actually fall down the steps, but I stumbled down the steps, kind of up and down. Uh, there's no handrails or anything. It's just steps going. Well, I think there was a, a metal handrail on, on, on the one side. I get down to my boat. I threw my barrel up on my, on my back because it's got all my camping stuff in it. It's, you know, 60 pounds or whatever. I don't know how, how much it fucking weighed. Never weighed it. 
Um, it's pulling on me. I'm going up the steps. I'm trying to hold tight and not fall backwards down the steps. <laughs> I get up to the, to the park and the park is literally like somebody's front yard. I mean, it's, um, I don't know how many square feet, maybe 500 square feet or something of, of grass. And there's a couple, you know, uh, uh little piece of uh, pieces of, uh, park equipment or whatever, a swing. I don't know. It's small, a little small thing. I don't even know why it's called a park, but so I get up there, I pull all my, start pulling all my stuff out. I have my sunglasses on still at that point. Sun's still up. I put my sunglasses down on the ground like a dumbass. I eventually end up stepping on them. My, my brand new, um, colorblind glasses, color vision glasses that I had bought, you know, 300, $400 or whatever, smashed them up. They were no good. They were, they were done. I started getting my tin out. Ah, another drop of water. Get my tin out. I start putting my tin up. And there's about uh, just the beginnings of it to put the floor down. There's two, two stakes. And then once you get those stakes in and you get the, the tent up and you get the fly on, there's another uh, one, two, three, four, five stakes, I think. <laughs> so that's what, eight stakes? No, that's nine stakes, I guess. I think I fell down nine times putting those stakes in the ground because I was so, make or living was so off because I was drunk. Every damn time I knelt down to, to put a stake in the ground, I'd fall over. Boom, I'd fall on this shoulder. Boom, I'd fall on this shoulder. And just, I could not keep my balance to save my life. And I was just dying laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Luckily, again, that didn't happen while I was going up and down the stairs. And I didn't tumble down and uh, fall into the river and, and, and drown and die, I guess. But So I put all, I put all my stakes up. I get the tent set up. I unzip it. I didn't even get my, my sleeping bag out. I didn't put my sleeping pad on the, on the, on the floor. I crawled into the tent, clothes and all, shoes on, everything, got in, curled up into a little fetal position, and I went to sleep, passed out. Woke up about, I think I set my alarm. I woke up about 5.30 in the morning and got on the river, hung over as fuck, had to, you know, tear everything down. I got on the river right when the sun was coming up six o'clock and normally we didn't get on the river until seven or seven thirty. sometimes even later than that depending on how many miles we had to paddle for the day but something on my hand that i can't seem to get the fuck off um so i got on the river early because I, I you know no longer are these guys going to be at the campsite that we were going to which was only you know another 10 miles down the river i think at that point they moved on and selected a new stopping point i think um maybe 30 miles down the river. I don't know. I don't can't remember what the mileage was that day. I could look it up, but I don't feel like it at the moment. It's on my Strava. I paddled my ass off that day. Like I said, I started an hour earlier than they were going to start, hoping that I could make up some ground and catch up to them on the river. But I didn't end up catching up to them until their next camp spot. And I pulled in around 6.30. So I guess... I guess the sun was setting around 6.30 at that point because I pulled in right, literally right before the sun went down behind the trees. Fantastic time in Comanche. Met some great people. Has, excuse me, had a great time. I still got that fucking, everything's wanting to come up. It's not feeling good at all. So Comanche. Had a great time. It was an unexpected stop. It was an unplanned stop. I stopped all by myself. I did not plan on staying the night, but the people were so friendly and I was having such a good time. 
as all the places that we stopped on the river were. Uh, had a blast. I wish they would have put me up in the in the hotel there at the Hyde's Inn, <laughs> and I didn't have to stay in the uh, tent, but and I could have had a nice shower or something, especially in the morning, kind of wake my ass up a cold shower or something, because I was hung over, and paddling that day in the heat, hung over, trying to make up ground, uh, you know, not taking as many breaks as I normally would or coasting, had to really paddle and try and, and try and make up some ground, and I did. I caught them. Um, the next time, I did not catch them until the day after. It took me two days to catch up to them, but this time I did. And that's the story of Comanche. It's not as exciting maybe as the, the Memphis story or the, uh, the Jamaican jerk story. <laughs> Those had some, some elements that maybe made them a little more interesting, but I thought this was an interesting little town. And um, I will go back through there. You know, once I hit the, the river road and start doing that thing in my car, I'm going to make some stops in some of these towns again and uh, hopefully reconnect with some of the people that I connected with initially on the river. So that's it. That's the Comanche story. I like it. I had a good time. And um, yeah, it is, we're 37 minutes in. It's going to be a short one, guys. Uh, hopefully, like I said, I'll be doing another one this week and maybe that one's going to be I don't know. We'll probably sit down and talk for an hour with, with Dev and Paul. Um, as long as all my equipment stays charged up and everything's working all right. It's going to be good. And this will be the first time. Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's another good point. We've done, you know, multiple people in the studio before, but that was with, uh, you know, all the microphones and the board and all that stuff that I had initially. Well, now I'm using these lavalier, mi lavalier mics. And the first set that I bought had two mics in a, in a, in a transmit, a transmitter. So I could talk, you know, one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Well, at one point I was going to do three people and I bought another set of mics that hopefully I haven't tested it out, but hopefully they're plug and play with this transmitter and I can have all four mics connecting to this transmitter. So that'll allow me to do three microphones with Paul and Deb. So I'm hoping that's going to work. If not, we'll figure something else out. You know, Paul's got some equipment there, but that's the plan. Another episode this week will be the first time I've done two in a week in a long time. So hopefully that happens. What the hell is going on out there? It's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of ducks flying over. Can you hear them? You maybe could have heard that. I don't know. I didn't see the, the meter. Uh, moving here on my on my uh, switcher studio thing, but all right. Well, I feel like that was kind of a boring story, but it's a story. I like. It. What else was on my notes here? Did I miss anything? Uh, lunch, the steps, the park, the charging the phones. The thing was closed. Called them. The food truck. Uh, the other restaurant. The bar at the hotel, JT and drinks, the weather, parked at the camp, falling down, broke my glasses, slept in my clothes, left early to catch up. Yeah, I think that's about it. I think I got it all. All right, still waiting to get back on the road. Hopefully that's going to happen soon. And we'll talk to you soon, guys. Girls. Later.